chapter further revealed. Yo, 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 what's going on, everyone? Back at it after further review. You already know, follow us at AFR Show Pod on the socials, this, that, and the other thing. I'm being as fake as I can be right now, being super pissed off about the Phillies. But how's everyone else doing today? I'm still going through it, too. I'm uh, experiencing it. Yeah, I'm doing good. I am I went through it a while ago, but I, I understand. What, what's on the yeah. schedule for today? I do I do have a guest to player, but what's on the yeah. staff for the rest of the show? Yeah, so we got we got there's so many sports going on, so we're not gonna talk everything because we could be here for hours, hours. But uh first I think we want to kind of touch on, you know, just some of the baseball stuff. Obviously, NLCS, ALCS just kind of ended, two game sevens, some wild series, and then Saudi Baseball League, which if you guys haven't heard, some crazy names we just kind of wanna want run through. And uh, we always like those throwback names. So we're gonna dive into that a little bit. NBA starting, so we wanted to just talk about our bracket and kind of what we uh, what we think, and then just going to go into some UFC and see where the conversation takes us. I like it. Yeah, we can dive in here in a second, but you guys, we haven't done a guest plan in a minute. Are you guys ready for this? I'm so ready. Oh, let's do it. All right, one guess each. Y'all know the rules until we both miss, obviously. But I don't think I I don't think you're gonna miss. I played in the MLB. I started my career in 2008. Oh, okay. I played for six seasons in the MLB. I wore the numbers three, 30, and six throughout my career. Oh. The two teams I played for are the Phillies and the Indians. I am a catcher. Okay. I think I know who this is. Next is the initials. You want me to just go for the initials or you want to make your guess now? I'll make my guess. I'll go for it. All right. All right, is it Sweet Lou Marson? Yes, Chase. That's a good one. We saw him at Reading. Remember that one time? I know, like a home run during these Philly series. I was like hype. I wanted to go back. <clears throat> we talked to Sam last week, and I was like, I want to go back and look at those rosters. And I saw Lou Marson on one of them, and I was like, they we hyped him up so much, and I feel like he just fell off the face of the planet. Yeah. Like I was like trying to like look what happened, and just kind of fizzled out on the Indians, but. Yeah, we watched him a bunch in Reading, and I think he was like the reserve catcher or whatever on that 2008 roster. He was like catcher number three or whatever, but he was a beast. That's a name. That's a name. Do you yeah. know him, Ben? I know, the name sounds familiar. Uh, I don't think I was going to guess him, though. No, I'm sorry. I, it was more of a chase. <laughs> no, that's fine. But that's no, that's cool. And if you guys haven't uh, checked it out yet, just you know, don't hesitate to listen to our previous episode with Sam. Some great content there. And um, it was a blast to have him on. So we'll definitely do that again. Yo, watch on YouTube too. We did the Immaculate Grade and it was it was a lot of fun. So yeah. Eight out of nine for four baseball gurus, but we we had fun doing it. Yeah. Lone miss is spoiler alert, it was me. But all right, so let's let's get right into it. Championship series. We'll go NLCS first. Game seven, up three to two. No, so you I mean, tough. You guys were up three games to two, but it was a really competitive series and I think when it came down to it, come down to it, you just, you know, the middle of the lineup just didn't really perform um, in those final two games. But I think, you know, it's tough right now so soon. But I think if you were to have someone would have told you at the beginning of the season, you know, you guys were going to make it to game seven of the NLCS and that's what your season is going to be like. You probably would have thought that's a successful year. I mean, the way it happened and the way who you played, you might obviously you want to go all the way. Um, but it is still a successful year for the Phillies in general and something to build on. Yeah, I'll defer to Chase. And literally, as you brought it back up, my hands got immediately sweaty again. So just as when I thought I was really getting over it, I'm right back into it. But really tough series overall. And like you said, it wasn't a total loss of a year. I mean, the fact we made it into the playoffs – kicked out the Braves early the way and the way we did it and just ran into a team that was really hot and we should know a thing about that because we were that team last year so overall it's unfortunate because like you said the middle of the order died Nick Castellanos had one hit this entire series Johan Rojas had a higher batting average than Nick Castellanos to finish the series and every time the Phillies had a chance to score with runners in scoring position they failed to do so our pitching was up and down at points in the series and you really wish that wasn't the case and Craig Kimbrell brew a 
blew a lead in a game. And I think from that point on, the series really shifted because it happened in Arizona. And you could just tell the team caught caught a spark right there, even though they were down 0-2 to start, you know, losing both games in Philadelphia. Had that moment happened in Philly, maybe it goes a little different. But the fact they knew that they could get to us and knew we, they just had to get to our bullpen, I think, was really their game plan. And having Merrill Kelly game six, I would have bet that he would have been out by the second inning. We've seen him a lot. He pitched a lot this year, too. He was in the World Baseball Classic, if you remember, representing Team USA, getting blown up in three or four innings. So that's what I expected from him at this point in the season. And he came out, pitched really well. They had a great game plan for our top hitters, Harper and Schwarber. They basically were just committed to not giving them anything and making everyone else do the damage. And it worked. And I think it put those guys in a funk because they knew they weren't going to see a lot of pitches. And then once they got the opportunity to see the pitches, they didn't do anything with them. So there were a couple last night that Harper, like that he got pitches to hit in spots. Yeah. Oh. Missed it. Especially, uh, yeah, I forget what inning it was, but he got a pitch that 10 out of a, 10 times he crushes to right field somewhere. It was like the first and second and the seventh or something, maybe. Yeah, like, he, there was like two or two on, I think. I mean, yeah. it was a chance to tie it and go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I saw one for 28 between Schwarber, Turner, Castellanos, and Harper in the last two games, and that's just – you can't really overcome that. Very yeah. Well. I mean, I really don't want to talk because I'm just going to honestly complain. And I don't, I'm a pretty optimistic fan, especially Philly fans. They can be bad. I'm pretty optimistic, I think. But one, they just kept trying to hit home runs. Like all of them, there was like Citizens Bank Park smaller. I know it's a hitter's park, but it's October. The ball doesn't fly as well. And a couple of these like just cleared the fences last year in the postseason, like Harper, Castellanos, Real Muto, all hitting warning track. I mean, Schwarber is on second with nobody out. Like, just get him to third and get him home. You don't need to try to – like, I get it. But on top of them wanting to homers, they all just want to be the hero, right? They all want to hit. And the Diamondbacks were like, okay, well, they're all going to want to swing, so let's just start throwing some stuff outside. And Cassianos, one of the most aggressive hitters in the league. So I don't want to fault him too much because that's how he plays. But – Basically, from top to bottom, the lineup was just swinging and swinging and swinging, and they were swinging for the fences. Flip to the other side, and I just really – it really pisses me off how much the analytics is magnified in the postseason. I don't know. I just feel like – like I know we talked about the managers don't have a ton. Like, everyone's just talking about starting pitchers being on leashes, and, like, Suarez is a good pitcher. And he barely pitched his playoffs. They didn't use Taiwan Walker, which I still don't understand why. I get you get days off. Finally, they used Wheeler at the end of the game last night in the game seven just to take him out so that Strom could give up another run. But that's besides the point because we're going to play this analytical game. But I don't know. They hype up the the announcers, which Brian Anderson, please stick to the NBA next year. I don't want to waste for seven games. Please. Don't even get me started. If the World like, Series on TBS, I'm not watching any of the games. And it's not because I don't want to see the matchup. It's I can't. I listen to seven games of Brian Anderson consistently tell me incorrect things about Nola being the power pitcher or Wheeler having the finesse. Yeah. I was like, First, Jesus Christ, dude. You're watching this game, right? There were two games where I li- I straight up listened on the radio to just yeah. Fransky and Larry Anderson. Like, I was like painting. We were painting some chase, and I was like, I'm just listening to the radio. But, yeah, <laughs> they need to mix up. That's a separate issue. But they just kept hyping up this Phillies bullpen, Phillies bullpen. I feel like Gregory Soto did nothing the entire series. I literally don't think he did anything. And mm-hmm. everyone else, it was like, there's these amazing guys, but you're going to face three batters, and then you're going to move on. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, the game seven move, oh, my goodness. The game seven move to bring in Alvarado – First off, it's a right-hand heavy lineup. Second off, the first two guys he's facing are switch hitters. What yeah. what was the move? And I just – I mean, it's a lot easier said than done, but it's just Rob Thompson, he just pulls the trigger and pulls the trigger and pulls the trigger. I'm like, you're asking seven guys to pitch a perfect inning. You can't like – you like we talked about it, Chase. Set, you want your starter to go seven. Most teams nowadays will will – beef up and at least have three good bullpen guys, your seventh, eighth, and ninth. And that's what the Diamondbacks were able to use. And they each pitched a little more than an inning at times, but they were able to use those three. 
it just seems like there was a carousel going on in the Phillies area with no trust in the starters and Ranger knowing he gives up a double, he's out. I'm just going off on a rant now. I shouldn't have started, but I key takeaways, Rob Thompson, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if he doesn't come back. And just this analytical stuff needs There's to no go away. No way he's not coming back. You think he does? I mean, he just took the te- two, two years in the league. Two yeah, years but you don't think he'll retire? Has there been talk of him retiring? I mean, he was supposed to retire last year before Girardi got fired. He was literally going to step down at the end of the year. That's why I'm like, oh, maybe. I mean, also, uh, I could just see the office, the front office being like, hey, so hope you enjoy your retirement. And he's like, oh, OK, <laughs> I guess I'm retiring now. No, I but, just um, I know there hasn't been. been but yeah. No, yeah, there hasn't been. But I just I don't know. I'm just He's Captain Hook, though. And I'm, I I weathered it last year because he got us to the World Series. But this year, though, I I'm not a fan of it. Ranger does better and high pressure situations too literally when they called him up he was a closer then he was a middle inning guy then he was a starter so you know he has the juice to do it he has a lot of great pitches and like you were saying ryan they could have just went up those last three innings without a bat and got on base because it's why you just stand there and let the let like work the count i don't know what happened where they just decided that they're not going to do it and on the flip side I'll give it to the Diamondbacks. They swung at a lot of horrible pitches outside of the zone and did a lot of damage with them. So, I mean, there was a lot of key points early in the series. Game three, they did it a lot where they just pitches you wouldn't think that they would hit. They got a hold of, and it was just enough to squeak in the outfield, get a run in. Uh, Corbin Carroll, the rookie of the year, he heated up towards the end of the series too. And really get game six and seven, they they were just in total control. And it felt like the Phillies were the ones who were down 3-1 in the series this entire game you know i don't know what happened but they just vanquished and got away from what brought them to the postseason where they were going through opposing team starters and getting into the bullpen and then causing havoc because teams don't know what to do if you're already going to their middle and high-end leverage guys in the seventh inning and that's what we were doing so yeah props to the diamondbacks they Obviously deserve to be in this spot. They were the better team. They managed all their stuff. They they didn't freak out when they were down in the series at all. They went back to their fair weather fans and did a lot of damage at home. So uh, you know, can't really be mad. We just didn't show up. And uh, you know, I'm glad we made it at least back and we made it farther than any other NLE's team. So <laughs> you know, there's that too. I just wanna say shout out to to MLB. Um, and how many less viewers they're going to get for this World Series because it's not Astros, Phillies. So congrats. Yeah. Have fun because I ain't watching. You don't think – you think this World Series will have equally as many views as if – What's different about the Astros versus the Rangers? Why do you think the Astros have more fans than the Rangers? Just because they've been good the last few years? People root against them because they cheated. They're both from Texas. Brady gets a, Brady always got a lot of views in the Super Bowl because everyone hated him. Yeah, the Diamondbacks. I'm sure they'll. Um, yeah, so the people of Phoenix aren't watching the Suns. I'm sure yeah, we'll pop on the Diamondbacks. Philly fan right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you think this weekend are the are more people in Arizona going to be watching like the opening game of the Phoenix Suns over the Arizona Diamondbacks? There's probably a plenty of people in Arizona that are going to be watching KD, Brad Beal, and Booker. Beal's not even playing. Well. Still, home opener, that's a tough one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, just two quick points on the Phillies, and then uh, I'm good to talk about the other series if you guys want. But Wheeler and Brandon Marsh were the only two real bright spots this entire series. Wheeler just went out dominated, really happy with him. I, sucks he got pulled last night for no apparent reason. I feel like he would have been fine closing it out. And Brandon Marsh, he got benched in, you know, early in the playoffs, and he was really the only one who was doing any kind of work on the offensive side. Had really good at-bats, and we'll see where they go. There's a lot of questions to be answered. They have some free agency, you know, things to work out and possible trades with some of the controllable guys. So interesting offseason for both our squads, really. Yeah, and Ben, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be this much of a sore Phillies fan, but I hope that that Ginkle guy – Get shelled out of his freaking mind. He is the biggest chunk on the face of this earth. And I just, I would love to just see him get shelled in the World Series. And that's all I have to say about Ginkle. Yeah. I celebrated. 
No, just he just looks like a chunk. <laughs> like he looks like a tight end in football. It's like, oh, here goes TJ Hawkinson or Tunyon running around. And instead he's just tanking out of the bullpen like he's like Kane coming into a Royal Rumble match. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Who's the guy who's the guy that used to run out with like breathing heavily, like looking like a, a tool from the bullpen? I don't I don't do you know who I'm talking about? It JT like rolled his eyes when he Oh, was, like, oh for the Phillies. Oh yeah. Uh I don't remember the guy's name, but like oh was it J- Jared Hughes? Jared Hughes, yeah. He like he like came out like super obnoxious and JT Bruno too was just like rolling his eyes. Like, oh. Yeah, that's an amazing gif. I've no, I, oh, I, one I, last thing. I will complain about the Phillies one more time because I never was a huge Kimbrel fan, and now I could care less if he goes. Why does he hold up his hand still? He's looking to JT to hear something in his ear. What What is he doing? He probably can't, at this point, he's done it so long. He's probably not going to change it. Yeah, it's like part of retire in like two years anyway. mechanics. He should retire now. He probably should retire now. Yeah. After that World Series, I mean World Series. Wow, I'm really giving them props. But after that series, actually the whole playoffs, he was incredibly shaky. He's probably trying to wait till Billy Wagner gets in the Hall of Fame and rack up like 30, 40 more saves in his career and then sneak oh in, which he probably would. How but, many career saves does he have now? I, don't know. I think he's top ten of all time. Yeah, yeah, we found that out when we did our closing. Thing yeah, when there. we looked for our all time. I, I mean, he he was really successful. I mean, I give it to him. He's made a ton of buttload of money. I'm sure he's not hurting for any kind of cash at this point in his career. Craig Kimball's eighth all time on the saves list. That's not bad. He's only five behind Wagner, who probably is going to get in. Oh, yeah, he's definitely coming back to get five more saves. Good luck to him and whichever team he scams on getting money from and trying attempting to get five saves from him. Going to be interested, and I'll definitely tune in for all five of those matchups. As long as it's not the Mets, I don't care. Yeah. Hopefully it's not the Phillies either. God, I would be really disappointed. But no, and then on the other side, you had Astros Rangers. Really good match about Tuve just raking um three home runs away from the all-time home run list or leading the MLB to all-time home run playoffs, which is crazy. Also, isn't I saw some going into the game, and I mean I know. Dusty Baker finally got over the hump last year, but I saw how Dusty never won a game seven and Bochy's never lost. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's crazy because I feel like more people know about Dusty Baker and like, oh, Bochy was the Giants. Yeah. Well, Dusty was also a really good player. Oh, okay. That probably helps. But he's he's been in baseball for like, yeah. Like, I don't know how, like 50, 60 years. He's been just like 91 years. Boji just gives me like that Bill Belichick vibe. Like you do not want to play him. Like he just yeah. I don't even know what he's doing over there in the dugout, but he's, he's always scheming something. Yeah. What a great hire. Yeah, yeah that, that was a that, money move. That yeah. by four. Is he gonna win coach of the year? He I mean, should, Ranger, this will be they've never won a World Series, right? I don't think the Rangers so. have ever won. So, they no. they should have won, and then David Fries came. <laughs> you know what's going to suck, though? He's not going to get manager of the year because it's probably going to go to Brandon Hyde for taking the Orioles to, like, a 101 season. Mm. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. And, but, you know, yeah. it's a regular season award anyways, and having a World Series ring is much more important than being coach of the yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, I think the Rangers are going to win. Just, um, I'm, you know, I, I'm rooting for – the Grom, but it's kind of salt. I'm a little salty that he might get a ring with the Rangers after like not playing at all too, and him and Scherzer then getting traded yeah. and also getting a ring and doing nothing in the playoffs. Oh, Scherzer was garb. Oh, Scherzer was okay. Shocking. He played games. He, still he pitched game seven. He pitched yeah. game. Pitched game and four. He gave up like off. four runs or five runs or something. Yeah, he gave like up that. five runs and like three or four innings yeah. and they lost. But game seven, he gave up like two runs and four innings, but it was a blowout, so they won. Also, I like everyone was making a big deal about the road team winning every game, but they were both are in Texas. Like, was it really that much different besides the ballpark, like, and your players knowing it? But I'm sure, like, there were fans of both teams at both games. Like, yeah, I wonder, like, I feel like home field wasn't as much of a factor in general for them. And, like, I mean, the Phillies in Arizona, they're going back and forth, you know, two, three hour time differences, obviously, you know, different parts of the country. 
Was it Arlington and Houston? Is that where the two play? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just weird though because it's like you'd think the home team would at least get one win. This That's true. Series. Like it's really odd that like none of it was like no, no chance. Road team only. Yeah, they're within they're within four hours of each other. I'm sure. Like, That's not bad. Uh, yeah. there's probably plenty no. of. I'm sure there's more Astros fans down there just because of their su- recent success. But I'm sure right now you're seeing like them Rangers fans come out of the woolworks. I mean, if you if you're someone who had like some some money or something, you stay like in the middle and just travel like a little under two hours to each park. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, I'm sure. I bet you there's people that went to like every game if they had the money. Yeah, just probably. Yeah, because four hours is not that bad to go between. No. Yeah, but so World Series Rangers D backs. You know, I agree. The market there's not the big market for this. Yeah, I'm not World trying Series. to be sore. I'm just trying to state a um, fact. But I don't think it's not going to be – I think it's still going to be pretty well-received and watched because neither team is really hateable either. Like, they're not super – there's not super hated teams with players that are – Except obnoxious. for Genko. Okay, well, that's it. Yeah. I, that was also the problem with playing the Diamondbacks. I was like, I don't hate them. So it's, like, weird that I have to psych myself up to hate these guys. Oh, yeah, like, if it was, like, the Braves in this spot, like, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Or even, like – I don't know the Dodgers. You can literally of... anyone else who was in the playoffs. Yeah. I would have been fine with piecing up, but it was just like the Diamondbacks. I was like, I don't know. I don't really hate. Like, I mean, I guess the person I like dislike the most on their team was like Ketel Marte, maybe. But I really just wanted them to make a bunch of errors. Yeah. Every time I, like, I don't Evan think he's Long- that good of a fielder. <laughs> Every time Evan Longoria came up, I just kept thinking about how. Corey Lewis is a Rays fan because of Evan Longoria. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like what that's, the heck? I kind of, I kind of want him to win a ring. That's the only reason I might root for the Diamondbacks. I kind of want. Yeah, that's cool. He got, he finally got revenge on the Phillies after all this time. It is crazy from his rookie season till mm-hmm. now. I mean, if he wins the World Series, he, if I was him, I would just retire. But yeah, baseball, you can keep trucking for a minute. Yeah. But and he's probably not going to get in. But he's a borderline Hall of Famer. He's. He's close. He's probably not quite there, but yeah, it'll be it'll be neat. Future Met or past Mets, Paul Seawald and Miguel Castro oh. might get rings. Actually, I think I hate Paul Seawald. He was a Met two years ago. The Mets gave him away for not much at all to the Mariners. He wasn't <laughs> that good. I feel like the Mets give a lot of people away. Not that he wasn't that he didn't do much. For yeah. Him. I think the Mariners kind of just fixed whatever he was doing. Miguel but... Castro, I'm glad he's gone. He was Oh yeah, much at all in the postseason. He probably should have yeah, pitched like four innings, I think, and three of them are in like one game or something. But any any predictions before we uh, go into the quick the Saudi baseball league? Rangers in five. I don't have one. I'll probably be. This is a whole. By the way, my fiance is getting in baseball now because of me, and this is a whole separate mess. But I'll probably be rooting for the Rangers because it's her second favorite team. Okay. Which, by the way, she has a top four right now. So what's her top four? Yeah, what is the top four? <laughs> so is Phillies ever since the deal are now one? Okay. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Her I like old, it. Her old number one were the Astros that uh, have now moved to the four spot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. so, so it goes Phillies, then Rangers, and that's because she realized that they play in Arlington. Being a Cowboys mm. fan, you know, their stadium's is- like right next to the Cowboys. Yes. Stadium. So now the Rangers have slid in number two, which that's okay. The okay. Orioles are the third since we live near them and sometimes go to the games. And she likes okay. saying, and the Strohs are now four. And at this point, her only reason is because she likes saying the Strohs along okay. with the Arrows. All right. So, so two ALS teams. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. At the top four. Well, so it was a win-win for her then for the a- for the ALC. Yeah. Yeah, she had no three lose. of the top four teams in the oh, championship okay. series. It's not bad. It's pretty good. Where do the Sixers fall overall on the combined they, sports list? They're definitely over the Phillies. She told me that basketball is her second favorite sport to watch. Okay. So I would right. say I would say second. I'm thinking it's got to go Cowboys, and then she probably cares about the Sixers the most after that. So I would say second so overall. Top three. All right. Yeah. yeah, top three. Safe top three. Is there any hockey on this list? Not yet, Chase, but it's coming. Don't worry. All right. All right. Flyers are definitely top 10, 100% chance. All right. I was just worried about the Dallas Stars. I mean, 
they could they could sneak their way onto this list somehow. Yeah. I had a cousin on their minor league team for like three or four years, but that was ten years ago, so they've okay. fallen off my radar. Okay. <laughs> They're pretty stout. They got some uh they got some weapons, the Dallas Stars. Maybe a Dallas nice Wings fan then for WNBA. <laughs> yeah. Since Philly doesn't have a team. Okay, yeah, we can be Dallas Wings fans. Okay. All right, we can move on. <laughs> what we got? Saudi baseball. Yeah. That I called like seven podcasts ago. Can you play that clip? In case you guys don't know, Baseball United is what it's called. The national teams were finding out some new information. On the <laughs> Wait, do they play in this or are they just saying that's what they um, good, good question. So basically, on their... I think they're just promoting them on this website. May, I guess that's where they're getting some of their players from. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it's they, almost like this is like maybe part of the farm system where they can yeah they just take they so just kidnap people from countries and make yeah. them play. The base of their national teams are Afghanistan, Bangladesh, India, Nepal, Pakistan, Palestine, and Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. Um, they have four actual franchises in their baseball United, and they just had a draft. So they have the Cobras, Monarchs, Wolves, and Falcons. So we're gonna just quickly go through the roster, kind of like if you guys have. Uh, listen to a previous episode where we went over the big three. First of all, the Cobras and the Monarchs looks like the Diamondbacks and the Royals. And I'm thinking this Wolves team, though. I like that. You like that for a baseball team name? The Wolves, yeah. The Monarchs are the that's the that was a Negro League team. Yeah, I know. I was about to say. All right, Cobras. Let's look into it. Oh, cool video. Honorary oh. GM is Barry Larkin. <laughs> okay. And manager is Chris Sabo. So oh wait, that... so are they, they're the Mumbai Cobras? So they're in India. Oh, where do you see that Mumbai? It just says it on their thing. Look. Oh, the Mumbai Cobras. Okay, well, yeah. oh, how much traveling are these teams going to have to do? Let's look at this. Uh, look is at this that Andrelton Simmons? I believe it is. Um, oh, is that Ross Cup? Andrelton Simmons in the infield. Shed Long. Okay. Uh, Cedio Clover. Brandon Laird. And Brantley Bell, who's from Pittsburgh. Oh, I like how they have the top league. On, it shows on their website what the league, the top league that these players yeah, that have they've made in. it. Yeah, a lot of MLB and yeah. AAA. Robbie Ross, I remember him. Uh, Zach Russup, interesting. I think Karam Patel, this guy, I think he was the number one overall pick. All right, let's take a look at the uh, so next Andrew roster Tom here. Simmons is the big yeah. name. Simmons is the big name. So, all right, Monarchs. Honorary oh, Adrian Beltre. What? Miguel Tejada as hey, this is my team. <laughs> this is a... Are these guys really going to live like in the middle? Like just out oh, where, where are the monarchs based out of? Karachi. Karachi. I'll get Stack Island there. Stack Island is going to quickly see where Karachi I think that's uh, Pakistan. Pakistan. Oh, Pakistan. It was one of the stands. There you go. All right. I might have to. I literally might have to root for this team because it was Beltre and Tejada on it. And it's Garbartolo. It's a 19 hour flight from here. Is Adrian Beltre literally flying like 20 hours to Pakistan? He, he could fly. I mean, if they're paying him a ton of money, I'm sure he's doing it. Yeah. We don't, I don't even know if we can find like money, but so biggest, biggest pitcher here. We got Bartolo at 50 years old, just still trucking. 50 year old Bartolo Cologne. Yeah. Was he their top pick? I don't know. We got an MPB guy here. That's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. That MPB guy. Shingo Harada. All right. So those are the pitchers. Catchers. I don't know one of them. No. Drew Ward. Jeremy yeah. Profar. Is that? That's Jerk. Oh, yeah. Brother. Yeah. Steven Moya and Phil Irvin. Phil Irvin used to be a prospect with the Reds. He was a decent okay. prospect. Steven Moya used to be with the Nationals. This literally just seems like a World Baseball Classic roster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just those people are like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. All right, see with the Wolves. Yeah, what we did all World Baseball Classic. Felix Hernandez oh, is the honorary oh, GM, and John McLaren, manager. Oh, he's the China World Baseball Classic team. Oof. And what? manager of the Mariners. This guy's been around. <laughs> what? What? What role does the honorary GM play? Like, how much power does Felix Hernandez mm-hmm. have? Also, this one just says Wolves. I don't see like a name. All right. Well, let's see this roster. Well, I, oh, I think this I is already... the Robbie Cano one. Jair Jurchitz. No way. <laughs> oh, this might be my team. <laughs> Will and Rosario. And then this one has Didi and Cano up oh, the middle. <laughs> so oh yeah, this is my Yankees team. lineup. <laughs> 
Hernan Perez. I think he he's just... only 33. Oh, Courtney Hawkins? He used to be a White Sox prospect, and Dwight Smith Jr. was a Blue Jays guy. Okay. It's a pretty good team. Yeah. We should look up the win totals for these teams. And Yeah, I don't know. What's the over-under here? Yeah. Yeah. All right, and last that's one. That's hype. They have Jire Jurgens on there. That's that's so hype. That's a name. All right, we got Nick Swisher as the honorary GM. <laughs> Look at that and picture. Dennis <laughs> and Dennis Cook, um, head coach for Team Sweden. All right, have they ever even been in a World Baseball Classic? I feel like not oh, yet. This is right. the Pablo Sandoval team. Yeah, it is. Oh, we got another hey, MPB yeah. guy. I was just gonna interrupt real quick. The Wolves are in Dubai. Oh, okay. All right. What about the Falcons? They're in Abu. Da- oh, Dabi. Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, we got in the infield, we got uh, obviously most notable Pablo Sandoval. But oh, yeah. uh, Alex Liddy. Oh, the- oh Dahaza. Dahaza and Castillo. Do you remember Castillo? Yeah. Was a was with the Red Sox, right? Yeah, he was a like Cuban uh Dude with the Red Sox that was paid a, I think he got paid like eighty five million out of Cuba. What a what a deal! Who's at the yep. top of this list? I didn't catch the names. Oh, the pitchers. I think JD oh, Hammer. I think he played with the Phillies at one point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember JD Hammer. Oh yeah, with those dumb oh, glasses. Yeah. That was it. Just two years. Even... Uh, oh, let's bring him back. I like that ERA. Not even that bad. No, for 19 to 20 innings, it's not bad. No. So we're all hopping on the Wolves train there, right? Yeah. Yeah, Wolves. And then the, my second favorite has got to be the Monarchs. I love Diaza. That's a name I haven't heard in a minute. What's he? Is he's, he a, he's a good uh, Immaculate Grid guy. He hasn't even played baseball since 2017. It was 33 in 2017. These are the Marlins, White Sox, Orioles. Red Sox, Giants, Mets, Nats. Oh, yeah, he's a great. He's a, a great immaculate. Grid. Gotta stash that one. And he's oh, he's got in a, a Twins picture. What a the Twins hell? picture where he's again not even never even. Played. Oh, that might have been that one year with the to- with the uh, where he got traded. He might have been I there for like half a season. I didn't know when you click on their pic, it comes with bit different pictures with different. Teams. I didn't know that either. Maybe that's must have been an update. So, oh, he's in a Nationals helmet. I just want to know how much he... He only made. played two years. That's insane. Oh, you can go to salaries. Where do you click on salaries? It's uh, right there under standard batting. See the where it says Rosny Castillo overview? Oh, look at that salary. 72 and a half million. <laughs> he he was getting paid up until 2020, and he last played in 2016. Yeah, he got that big what contract. Cuba. He's probably getting paid a boatload again. But interesting, interesting stuff right there. You know, it's fun to look at these Pick other your favorite team, buy their gear, yeah. support the Saudi league. They're struggling. I don't feel like, they, like you guys are like a lot saltier about the golf one. Are you not stressed right now with this? Oh, I'm <laughs> definitely stressed, but they're they're pulling the wool over my eyes by calling it baseball United and drafting a bunch of players I used to love. I'm not. I mean, they do. They, they got 50 year old Bartolo. <laughs> I'm not too worried. Yeah, that college guys, MPB guys. Yeah. Like, there's a way for them to like make money, especially if it's like a posting rule too, because you know they're just gonna take that money and put it right back into stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, right now, I'm not worried about it, but I guess ask. something to monitor. Uh, yeah, I think it's worth monitoring. Yeah. So we're also gonna play a Saudi baseball fantasy league. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't have a problem with, like, there being more leagues and diversity. Like, the XFL is, like, cool. And it's – that stuff I think is good. Like, it's good for these leagues to have competition. But I just feel like these – like, the Saudi Golf League was just unhealthy. Like, Live Golf, I feel like, was just an unhealthy, like, add to the game of golf. It's still trucking. And that's what that's what I'm fearful of as it cutting into how great of – the game baseball is and obviously the mlb is the best like we talk about the gay the kbo and the japanese league all the time and they're cool leagues and it's good competitiveness for the mlb but i don't need the saudi just like trying to merge and ruin everything yeah i mean they could also start buying up other international leagues too like what if they bought the independent league or something like that that's true or they yeah they could and then final people yep no, it's it's worth monitoring. It's a not a threat now, but you never know uh, how that plays out for the future. 
But you know, enough enough baseball. We talked a lot of baseball. Oh my uh, gosh, we talked like so much baseball. So much baseball, and I love <laughs> it. But uh, we got to talk a little bit NBA because we, you know, we have uh, games, a bunch of games tonight, and then a couple games the other last night. But I mean, season's here. Chase, what's the deal with Harding? Can you catch me up to speed? I've been trying to block it out as much as possible. Ben was saying it wasn't all on Harden. Like, what's your take? Is he is he just pulling a Ben Simmons? Is is he, uh, like is some of it like on Maury and in, in the organization or yeah, I feel like it's kind of the middle. And obviously Maury made him promises that he didn't uphold and Harden feels wronged by that. But at the same time, I look at all the teams that would potentially trade for Harden, just the Clippers, and I feel like he's still if he wants to win a championship, it's his best odds are still with Philly. Yeah, the re the what I heard, and there's been a bunch of articles on it, so I think that there's some truth to it. I don't know if you heard it all, Chase, but he was pretty salty at the Kelly Oubre signing. Oh, I didn't know that. So each other. Uh, so Harden's girlfriend, I think it was like 2019, cheated on him with Kelly Oubre, and then they (laughs) married. Kelly Oubre married the girl Harden's ex like two years later. It was just now his wife, but they he cheated on she cheated on Harden with Ubre. That's hilarious. And that's so Maury like signed him, and he was like even more pissed. So that's that's one of the things I heard. I oh. could see that. I mean, he also did take less money to come back, and then I think Maury said he would give him more money, and he didn't. And then he just gave it to Kelly Ubre. That's kind of hilarious. That's actually an awesome move. But I've seen stuff, and I've seen a few articles. So I don't, I don't. 100% know that it's true, but it does seem like there's some... That's hope. probably true. So, I'm just salty because I feel like <laughs> it's such a player's league, which I'm completely fine with, but the Sixers just keep, like, getting themselves in these horrible situations. Like, Ben Simmons just took a poop, puts them in a really bad situation. I never even won Harden, but, like, when if Simmons isn't playing, you have no leverage. So then you do the one for one, and now it's basically like Harden just do- did turns around and does what Ben Simmons did, and then just I hate. There's enough off court drama with social media and fan bases already. The one thing I will say, regardless of what happened, is everyone for like five years has been saying like, "Oh, Embiid's gonna leave," and he's played five years. So at this point, I'm just riding the high and enjoying Embiid show, and hoping that Maxi just completely pops off this year. What are your thoughts on a rumor with Embiid to the Knicks? There's oh, no, yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. So the, oh. the hypothetical trade was that the Knicks are willing to offer a package that included two to three first round picks, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett, Barrett, Fournier, and Mitchell Robinson. No. Yeah. First off, Keith Pompey, the Sixers reporter, definitely just an NBA shell, also a Knicks shell, should just be traded to the Knicks. First off, because I feel like he just always does this to Embiid and just says how the Sixers should trade him and stuff like that. So if it wasn't coming from him, I'd probably believe this a little bit more. I'm not saying oh, no, that. I don't, I don't think it's true at all. I'm just wondering if you guys would do it. I don't think there's no, any. Yeah. And no, I wouldn't do it. Not that I don't. I think it's actually like a decent deal. as long, And especially if the picks were unprotected, I, I would probably just be like, you have to do it in a way. But I don't think it makes us any better. And, no, I don't blame you. I mean, I, yeah. I'd be happy because I want Randall off the team. Yeah, well, so I don't want <laughs> Randall on the team. Like I bet you tonight, I don't even know the stats. I bet you he's shooting like three for ten, and it's like in the first half. The NBA anyway, just starting. We should yeah. be excited. We were excited when baseball started. Yeah, there's just so much more. Well, yeah, you got another. Just... You got another super team too. I mean, that's a ridiculous. If all three stay healthy, they may not win, but I mean, that's a ridiculous. You're gonna have your third perimeter guy regarding like Brad Beal. Like that's kind of nuts. <laughs> I'm trying to just figure out like the NBA because it is, I don't know. They just need to expand, in my opinion. Like rosters are already so small. They talked about that actually so... uh this week. I saw they had uh looking to expand a 32. And had, mean, I mean, the MLB should too. Had Vegas and Seattle as the two preferred destinations for the two teams. I could see that. There's already not enough opportunities for basketball players. I mean, rosters are smaller yeah. and there's nowhere near. I'd love to have another round of the draft or something. That'd be cool. 
there's a lot of guys that you see get undra- like undrafted and make it to the NBA because, like you said, there's it's yeah. so shallow. And then they could expand some of the G League and all that more too. We've never really chased. You probably followed the expansion draft in hockey the last couple of years, but I've never really experienced one up close where like you can take players from other leagues. That would be really interesting in the NL- in the NBA. It'd be really yeah. Well, and it's in hockey, it's worked out really well too because and like NHL contracts are dumb. And so these new expansion teams get a crack at at least getting one to two, possibly even three good players just because of their contract. And literally nothing else was wrong with them. Plus, they don't have any salary cap penalties. So, like, they've been able to come in, get really good talent, and then go into free agency and get people like Vegas. I mean, they've won the cup and they've been in, and they've won it twice and they've been in existence for like five years, I think, or something. That's true. Didn't they get to like close to the Stanley Cup in their first year? Yeah, they, I think they went to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, they I don't think they won, but they, and they won this year. So, and Seattle, they got a lot of good people. They were a little bit down this year because of like injuries and a couple prospects and stuff like that. But so it's worked out really well for the NHL to like expand. And now they, those teams are immediately competitive. It's not like they're really bad in any way or they're just taking aging guys. Like they were almost taking some people just for contract purposes. But the way they set it up, like the expansion rules, it could be easily done in every other sport and work out that the expansion teams would be good right away, and especially because they don't have any financial penalties at all. Like the all the le- all the teams now, like Boston, Philly, like they're all like they're always handicapped in a way because they still have good people, but they also incurred a lot of debt by trading people away or people that got hurt that they signed to. So dead weight, yeah. Yeah, so it's really interesting, like how it actually has shaken out for them. Like, I don't think anyone would have expected that. I'm just trying to think of spicing it up. I mean, the NHL now has 32 teams. Obviously, works in the NFL, but if 32 teams can work in the NHL, like NBA and MLB, like, come on, let's let's just do it. Just give more players opportunities to play. And I think the NBA, there's just so much raw talent already. If you can like spread it out a little bit more on two more teams, I think will help with a lot of this drama. Oh, so Stack, I just pulled up that they're expected to, once they get through all the agreements and everything, they will be expanding to 32 teams, which is kind of crazy because I honestly had no idea. It's just kind of like a this mess with – and I love that it's a player's league. It'll probably take a little while to still get the teams, but – but still, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but that'd be cool. Yeah, but, like, Vegas already has an arena, so, like, all they have to do is just hire people to run the team. Yeah. I mean, and Seattle should have should have never had a team leave anyway. Yeah, they should have done the move like the NFL did, where the Browns left to become the Ravens, and the NFL was like, "Well, we need the Browns there still because they're historical," and they just put them back. Is there a doc? Is there like something, um, or maybe you know as to why Seattle left and chose Oklahoma City? I think it was all just because of. Like, I think it. I think it came down to like a stadium agreement. Like, the, like just, I don't know if Seattle was going to, like, willing to okay. put up as much money. And Oklahoma City was like, we'll give you $200 million stadium that's going to be funded by the taxpayers. And they were probably like, yes. It's just a wild, like, destination out of all, like, sports areas. Out of any area. <laughs> yeah. Like, Oklahoma City. They don't have any other professional teams, do they? No, it no. doesn't even feel like a sports town. Like, I feel like I think of Oklahoma, and I think of college football, and that's it. Like, literally, yeah. that's it. And, and where they have the college baseball World Series, isn't that in Oklahoma City or something? Oh, yeah. I, mean, I guess you think of, like, Memphis, too. Like, when we were in Memphis, the only stadium in Memphis, I mean, you have the the Cardinals AAA or AA, um, but then you just have the Grizzlies, and that's it. And then the only – the Titans are in Nashville, which is, like, three four hours the opposite end of the state yeah nashville could definitely have a baseball team they already have hockey and yeah. football i saw so it makes sense yeah they might be looking at for baseball that'd be cool that'd be a that'd be a cool spot for yeah. a, a baseball team yeah i think it would do well there and dave dombrowski before he came to the phillies he was working on the nashville expansion project whatever that yeah. is called but yeah think, there was i think if yeah. i see two expansion teams i'd love to see um nashville and i'd like to see like montreal again or like bring like a vancouver team something like that yeah plus nashville's a hot spot because of all the college baseball there and mookie betts is from nashville so like they have talent like i could see mookie being like 
Yeah, Dodgers trade me to Nashville right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, and in state, you got like, I mean, you got Memphis, Tennessee, like these big colleges that produce. I mean, Tennessee. Yeah. Baseball. I don't know where I think is Vanderbilt in Tennessee. Oh my God. It's in there. Right? Hey. Yeah. So that's why I was like, just Vanderbilt alone. I mean, they're a top five college yeah, baseball team every single year. That I forgot about Vanderbilt. That's a brick on our part, on my part. But I mean, it just, it would. Baseball makes so much sense there, especially professionally. Yeah, I mean, just some notable athletes like Mookie Betts, R.A. Dickey, Sonny Gray, Noodles Han. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Noodles Han. Yeah. I like this. This is so much better than talking about Pretzel Getson. That was his name. Yeah, yeah, Pretzel Getson. He was a baller in the 1800s. This guy's name is Phenomenal Smith. I, I love the ones with the question mark after it. That's true. What Billy happened? Smith question mark? <laughs> Does it say what the question mark? That's that's like an artist like, depiction. There's not yeah. even an actual looks like a know if he actually like do they not know the player and they're like guessing his name? He was a baseball know. player and also a, a Western outlaw. Played one name. nine games one year in 1886. Do they so they're just not sure? <laughs> they don't know. Larry Twitchell. I love it. I also love how like they lived for like 40 years. Like that was it. <laughs> and 30 of it was just playing baseball. No, this dude lived till 68. It's yeah, not... he's he's a pretzels. He was healthy. He made it out. But oh, there's he, some he... other guys where I was just looking. I was like, this guy literally ended his baseball career and died the next day. Honestly, though, he died at a good time because he like he was a German dude that got out before World War II. Like that's a oh, win. Yeah. Yeah, his grand, his kids were screwed on that oh, one. They, they didn't, they didn't do well with that one. Wait. Pop Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that picture. <laughs> that is a great. Picture. Yo, that looks like Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he has multiple. He has multiple pictures. Oh. So this is the second one. Oh, look at that. What are we not? Dude, he must have been a detective, and his he must have moonlit as a detective from Canada he playing baseball. Look at this guy, eighteen and forty-two <laughs> with five. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what? <laughs> He was literally just a starting pitcher, and the other guy was just a reliever. That's the dude pitch every game. <laughs> That's amazing. He had 42 losses. Oh, my God. <laughs> to pick that. Yeah, but look at his ERA. It's a 2.14. <laughs> oh, dude, he was cranking. This is, this is the, this is Wait, the analytics many? I want. Just two pitchers. <laughs> he had 58 complete yeah, but He had 60 total, 62 total games, and 58 were complete. <laughs> what? Is he a hall? He should be a Hall of Famer. Right? Come on, look at his record though. For as bad of a season that that was, pretty solid stuff. Oh my god, dude was just dominating. Oh, just a couple forty-three win seasons, you know. Just a, you know, just a six hundred eighty <laughs> inning pitched year, no big deal. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think this is how he ended up on that list. We were trying to see how many innings pitched there was in a season. I think. Oh, like the most ever? Yeah, because we okay. we came across some. We were it was like on the main screen. We just clicked on someone, and then we're like, same thing. He had like eight hundred innings pitched that one year. Oh yeah! Uh, oh oh my gosh! Him. It's the last. <laughs> Look at these names: Pod Galvin, Old Hoss Robert. Wait, was Pretzels on here? He has to be. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, there. he is. This Yo, is this is the list. Oh, my God. I'm so glad we found it. This is worth it. This is a worth it deep dive out of nowhere. <laughs> but that's insane. So, so he got top 13 all over 600 innings pitched. Who is number seven? <laughs> Old Haas Radford. <laughs> of course, you guys. It's like what before. a name. Look at his picture. Oh, he's a Hall look of Famer. Look at that guy. Look at this. 16, he... is this. Is this the most dominant pitching season ever? Look at this. 60 and 12 with a 1.38. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he led the league with 66 complete games. Oh, wait. 73 complete games. Yeah, oh, yeah, here, I just highlighted the, the stat line. And he somehow had a save in there. <laughs> 73 complete games and a save. I literally that? love how all the pictures are just no one from this generation. So what they just need to do. They need to have guys just throwing 60 and being out there the whole game. I don't know how to of do course, either. Mariano's in there. Look at it's just all these old guys and then Mariano Rivera. <laughs> it's a, literally only black and white pictures. Smokey <laughs> Joe Wood. <laughs> oh, Mordecai Brown. That guy had three fingers. I just saw a thing about him. Oh, really? Number six. Yeah, he had like three sausage link fingers. He's a I have no idea what happened to him. So he uh... just only could throw a fork ball. Oh my gosh. 
Wait, he didn't have his pointer finger and he pitched? Could you imagine having him and Antonio Alfonseca on a team? You have a three-finger <laughs> guy and a six-finger guy. <laughs> basically had a wicked curveball because of his misshapen fingers (laughs) how did he lose his finger oh a childhood Uh, accident age five years old he got a right index finger caught in a machine designed to separate grain from stalks and husks oh my god such an old-timey injury i think it's happened to my grandma too she like blew off her index finger on like a. look at this so he said it says a digit was sliced off, only leaving a stump. And the next year, he damaged the hand again in a fall, breaking the remaining fingers. The bones healed, but the fingers were left. Oh, in my God. So dude was throwing some wicked, some wicked downward uh, downward pitches. I mean, just outside of getting your hand bitten off by like an alligator or a shark, that's the most badass thing ever. All right, guys. Well, if you all are listening at this point, we really appreciate it. We, uh, we kind of did a really deep dive there into some old-time baseball players but you know what that's kind of what we do sometimes kind of just go down the rabbit hole and sometimes we never come out that was the deepest that was like a rabbit hole that was inside of a groundhog hole that's yeah like it was in there yeah we're just alice in wonderland we just kept going through the door and getting smaller and smaller and smaller (laughs) yeah no that was fun but um quick announcements for the uh for the podcast we are planning a live show for episode 40. If you don't know, this episode 37. So stay tuned, a couple weeks. And again, if you haven't listened to our last episode with uh, Sam, Iron Pace announcer, highly recommend it. Some great content in there. And if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram, Spotify, Twitter, YouTube. Subscribe there. Uh, we're posting everything reels. So uh, we really appreciate it if you're listening. And uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna close out the podcast here. You should oh, play that song, I Will Remember You by Sarah McLaughlin. Just for the Phillies. Rest in peace. I will remember you. <laughs> you can let us out, Chase. Will you remember me? See you guys. Don't let your life pass you by.